Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. My name is Luke. I'm your host, and I'm here with Beatrice Ashlyn, and we have a special guest today, Miss Jennifer Dory. How are you guys? Hello. Hey. <laughs> How's everybody How are doing you guys? on this wonderful Tuesday? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I thought today was Monday. So. What's that? I thought today was Monday. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. Nothing wrong oh, with that. Extra long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. extra long week last week so <laughs> i'm glad it's this yeah. week right already the same yeah so ashlyn and b how are you guys doing prep wise well uh, i have an announcement to do i don't know if i can i mean i can because i'm my my own boss when it comes to this matter <laughs> um <laughs> um but yeah i uh, my prep has it hasn't stopped, uh, but I can't compete in four weeks because, oh, no. yeah, Ashley knows already um, because I talked with her. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, because of the flights and it really sucks because the um, for Salt Lake City to Salt Lake City, um, mm-hmm. it was like 32 hours uh, with 12 oh, wow. hours of, of, of stop. Uh, oh. Yeah, a sub a playover. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the other, the fastest uh, option was five thousand euros. So oh, I yeah. guess that uh, it would be a little bit too much. <laughs> wow. So are your yeah? Are so your I had to open. open? Like... I, they back. are, but they are like mm-hmm. super strict. Yeah, I would yeah, say because U.S. Canada is closed. Yeah, yeah I know. So mm-hmm. how would you have come? Like, what was the story? You would have had to come through where? me yeah like where since you can't come through canada where would you have had to come through no uh, me it i have to go from portugal so i would uh, it was jen that was talking <laughs> so uh so i i had to stop in atlanta oh, okay. and then do, have another stop do another stop whatever gotcha. um but one of them in Atlanta, it was 12 hours, and it was that yeah. one was uh 1500 euros. Wow. So, either way, it would be way too much, and I just don't want to do just one show. So, I kind of mm-hmm. had to uh speak with my talk with my coach and with Joe and see what was the best option. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we had to like postpone okay. <laughs> it. No? That's so tough, yeah, but it's a smart thing to do, especially money wise yeah. and time wise. Yeah. What about yes. you, Ash? I'm still good to go over here. I actually just got um, my flights booked for NorCal and for Omaha. So, and that's back to back. So that's um, one of them is the 11th, and then the following weekend will be the 18th in Omaha um, for the Omaha Pro. So cool. I have both of those scheduled already: flights booked and hotels booked. So we're good to go. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Jen, are you, it's are really you amazing. ready to be anytime soon? I am. I mean, I was supposed to be doing Toronto Pro, which would have been this past weekend that was canceled. But with the border closures here, it's like 
I don't know if I'm able to get into the States or not. So I'm supposed to be doing Tampa, which is August 1st. And as of today, they actually just announced they're extending the closure until July 21st. Oh, wow. So hopefully, um, I don't know, I've heard a few mixed things that apparently Canadians can fly into the U.S. It's just a land border that's closed. So I'm booking a flight and I'm going to try and fly into the States July 2nd. Okay. And hopefully that works. So I can have a gym for like the next couple of weeks. Of my yeah. Well, hopefully you would but know this better than me, then. but I, I swore that I moved the Tampa Pro till the end of August. Did they? I didn't hear that. I don't know what to <laughs> Yeah, we've been, we've been talking so about much. it because Joe and me, Joe and the guys were all going. And I really? believe it's the last weekend of August. Hmm. Let me hold on. I'm pulling. Up. Are you sure that's not Puerto Rico? Yeah, I'm pulling up the. Uh, I, I could calendar. be wrong. Yeah, for sure. Because um, Tim Gardner has the Puerto Rico Pro, which is the last. I think it's August 27th to 29th. So yeah, Puerto Rico Pro is the. Yeah, you're right, Jan. It's the 27th of August, um, okay. and it's it's saying that the Tampa Pro is still the same. So okay, all right. That's probably what it was. <clears throat> well, then never mind. I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey there's been so many rescheduled dates and everything. yeah it's it's, it's like insane to keep up with honestly yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy so what have things been like for where are you actually in canada jen i'm just north of toronto in newmarket so everything here is pretty much so closed like we haven't moved into phase two or anything like that yet it's only essential stores that are open primarily here um, but as of this Friday, I think they said that they're going to move into stage two because our cases have been pretty oh. low. So finally, I get my nails done. There you go. <laughs> oh, I know gosh. the feeling. I know. My nails are atrocious. <laughs> I literally booked everything. I'm like, I need to get my Botox. I need to get my nails done. I need yes. to get my hair. Like everything I've just booked like back to back to back. So I'm like, ugh, cramping. Exactly. I was looking like One week without home. training just to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was looking like a straight hobo. My beard was like down to my chest. My hair was longer than it's ever been. Oh, no. I went to the barber last week and the guy walked in and the guy was like, ah! <laughs> Where'd you come from? I was like, I'm, all, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm it's quarantine. My husband has yeah. been cutting his own hair. He's like, you know what? F this. I'm just going to cut yeah. it myself. <laughs> I did for years, but I eventually got to the point where I just got tired of it. Now it's like I love going to the barber and getting the whole treatment. And Oh, he loves you it. Know. Yeah, he's been he's been depressed about it for sure. <laughs> that's my, that, I kid around and tell my wife that's my lady time. You know? Lady, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the hot towel and all that good stuff. So it's like that's my that's my uh, facial and uh, my spa treatment that I get. So that's it's your yeah, secret. Exactly. <laughs> so, it was yeah. crazy. I enjoy it though. So Jen, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, thank you guys for having me. It's, it's awesome. And I know that this uh, whole quarantine thing has been weird for everybody. So we got a Definitely. cool list of questions for you. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and get started with what these ladies have put together for you. So question one, what do yes. you think, what is, what is something that you can't go without ever? Like during on season, off season, it could be food. It could be just something specific that you enjoy. What is one thing that's part of Jen's regimen that you can absolutely not go without? That is such a hard question. There's so many things. Um... <laughs> well, tell them all. We're good. <laughs> honestly I just think I, I love having my my structured routine that even if I'm not in prep I still like to do like fasted cardio in the morning because for me that's one thing that like I, I enjoy doing I, I get to start off my day productive for one thing break a sweat you, you feel good after 
and I just like to do some type of activity before I eat my breakfast so I think for me it'd be like some type of activity in the morning whether it's like taking my dogs for a walk or doing actual fasted cardio that's probably my top thing most people are probably like what she wants to do cardio." that's funny I actually (laughs) do the exact same thing (laughs) I love yeah me too people think I'm crazy and I'm like honestly it gets my day going it's like the one thing you just feel so much better 100 percent you feel weird if you eat after you wake up <laughs> yeah it, it's I mean, too I soon do. I'm like, i don't have an appetite that, that i don't soon. either <laughs> yeah you got to build up that appetite and get yourself ready to eat so. exactly yeah you're yeah. definitely not the first person to say that so that's a good thing cool yeah it's so, a bikini thing probably i know right yeah <laughs> so cardio fish thing. cucumber we're so accustomed to it. We I talked know. about girls on the uh, like girls versus guys on the guys podcast this week on all business bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. That episode yeah. just launched, just uh, just went out at three o'clock, and um, we talked about kind of like how low you guys go in calories. Remember, like we had talked about on a previous mm-hmm. episode, and you guys are over here talking about like seven hundred calories, and I'm like, dude, I would literally die. Like I would face plant, <laughs> and I would just die right there, shrivel up. We died nothing. too. <laughs> oh, trust me, we feel like that. <laughs> yeah, like holy yes. crap, I can't believe that. So yeah, they dove into that a little bit on the guys podcast, which was kind of cool. So, <clears throat> all right, question number two: What do you mm-hmm. think was your biggest mistake in the beginning of your competitive career? Mm, I don't know if I would say I think I made any mistakes because I feel like anything that maybe I didn't do as well and as I hoped, I learned something from right. it. Even like shows that I did well and I learned something from pretty much every show. Um, my first year as a pro my biggest feedback was that I was too lean. So I kind of, I think that I was more so focused on shredded and lean that I came in a little bit too lean for a lot of my shows. And my first Olympia in 2018, um, that was my rookie year. So I kept pushing to get leaner for the Olympia when I really didn't need to be any leaner than what I already was. So I think I just came in too lean there. And that was my feedback that like for bikini was way too lean. So then I had to kind of find that balance. So then last year was kind of trying to soften things up and then it was like okay that's too soft that's too hard and trying to play around with that but I think now I kind of figure that out so even though it might have been like a a mistake to come in too lean or too soft I think I learned from it kind of what the judges want from me and what my ideal for look for bikini is absolutely we talked about yeah. that last week right yeah <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was listening to it <laughs> during my cardio awesome. sessions and that's it's always good to listen to podcasts I do oh, it too yeah. I I pretty much always do podcasts or like YouTube videos just to keep me busy or else I'm bored and I'm like, okay, I want to get off of the stairs. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have stairs at home. Or a oh, stair, I, master. I got a stair master. <laughs> oh. No, no chance. <laughs> I got one a few months back, thankfully. I've, li- I've literally gotten people message me like, can these podcasts be longer? I'm like, they're all they're already an hour or more. And they're like, right. but I need it for my cardio. <laughs> but I'm doing seven hours of cardio right now. this is my worst prep ever (laughs) we're here to keep you company (laughs) what do you have at home do you have a treadmill yeah i do but i i rather do my cardio outside and yeah and just go outside yeah (laughs) and don't be don't be here like in the same place yeah so yeah podcasts are always better I'll be honest, like I was the like machine person. I would get on the bike or the, you know, or the, tre- or the, or the treadmill or the steps or something. And then I actually, the one who got me used to doing that was actually Neil Hill. When I worked with Neil Hill and he was my coach for a while, he, um, 
he wanted me to do cardio outside and I, I fell in love with it, you know, doing it with him. Once he got me like into doing it after that, I was like, forget it. I, I always want to do cardio outside so much better. Changes. It's, way better. it's just nice with the fresh. Yeah. yeah. Keeps you occupied. Like you're paying, you know, people mm-hmm. watching and paying attention Definitely. to all the craziness. So <clears throat> faster. I feel it. It goes away faster. Absolutely. Like, Oh yeah. The time. So. Yeah. So Jen, yeah. if you could change something in the future regarding bodybuilding, what would it be? And it could be like a rule. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. a premise that's kind of been set that you don't necessarily agree with. What's one thing in bodybuilding you would change for the future? Mm. Only because I'm stuck in Canada right now with <laughs> border closures and no shows in Canada. I would say have some more shows in Canada, pro shows, because I know, I know, like, they've been doing a really great job with NBC Worldwide having shows pretty much all over the place. Mm-hmm. And in Canada, we've really grown a lot with our fitness industry here because we were like a couple of years behind only the toronto and the vancouver pro show in canada so there's only two pro shows a year here which both of which were canceled yeah. this year so i think like bringing in some more pro shows to canada would be awesome yeah. actually i think they they brought in um the one that's in niagara falls yeah the natural yeah. pro i yeah. think cool. yeah so so like if they were to keep bringing in more shows to canada i think that'd be awesome All right, awesome I'm going to b- toss the same question over to you, ladies, B and Ashlyn. You guys, let's get your take on that, too. What do you guys think would be what you would change going forward in bodybuilding? Uh, I think it would be the same, the very same thing, just because we European athletes really feel that um, America like is bigger in terms of bodybuilding, of course. Right. Uh, but we sometimes we try to go and we just can't like now right like i can't go and i Mm -hmm. had to pull off (laughs) um and jen too like she just can't right we just can't compete (laughs) and and we could if it was here so or if it was in canada so having just one pro show like it's my case here having just one pro show until the olympia or until the the end uh, date to qualify mm-hmm. uh, is kind of a headache for us who want to be uh, competing at the Olympia again and and yeah and I think that Jen is in in an even even uh, harder place just because now you don't have any right yeah there's none here yeah right during the whole year I at least I have and I have even here in Portugal yeah. I have one but it's in November if I'm not wrong right and we mm-hmm. have some but it's only after October I think it's one in October and then the rest of them are in November and December so it just mm-hmm. just doesn't work for this year right. <laughs> so yeah. even even if I compete there and I want uh it won't uh count for this year and we have kind of we can't do anything uh, regarding this. What's the supposed cutoff? It's all the end of August, right? Uh, no, it's October. October. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's further mm-hmm. apart than I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah about but... you, um, I mean, I would definitely agree with that for sure. I definitely think they need to have more. Like, I mean, even though I don't <laughs> live there, it would still be cool <laughs> for me to travel and be able to do that kind of stuff. Like eventually, because that's what. I want to do I want to be able to go to different um, countries and compete I think they would be fun just to be able to travel and stuff I'm such a travel like I love to travel so um, that would be cool but I also think um, what Angelica said last time was huge I think giving 
um, amateurs more time. And even mm-hmm. some, even sometimes on the pro stage, they rush us. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just true. like, you know, like I get it. Like I totally understand, you know, having to, like sometimes it just takes way too long or like, you know, there's a lot more people that show up, but honestly, I think that there should be a cap. Like, I think that there should be a cap to how many people, like if, if, if you're just going to rush everybody off the stage and you're just going to make everybody hurry up and like give everybody freaking anxiety and like not let people go up there and do their stuff. Like we work really, really hard to get up there. And it's Mm -hmm. like, then we get up there and they're like, all right, we're cutting your pro, your pro um, routine. You only have 20 seconds. And it's like, okay, that's frustrating. So it's like, if mm-hmm. I totally understand why they do it, because like it's, it, it takes really long time. And Sandy's really, really good because what she'll do is she'll come backstage and she'll be like, Hey, is it okay if we cut your routine short? So that way y'all yeah, aren't here till one o'clock in the morning, but to fix that, then don't allow so many people to register into one show. Like then, then that means that you need to have a cutoff for how many people that can be on the, be in the show. So that way everybody gets ample enough amount of time for them to go on stage and do what they came to do. Makes sense. Cool. I like that. So that would be the the only thing that I've ever had any issues with, with competing um, amateur and pro would be the rushing. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. And another thing that I, that I think I would change is like, I think that some people just have to like (laughs) chill a little bit and share, um, the knowledge that they have regarding prep, regarding like their experiences and not just being um, like in a shell, I would say. I'm, I'm talking about coaches and athletes, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like sharing a bit more uh, and talking about the community itself and not like the sport. Uh, but I think that it would like help everyone who struggles with problems uh, regarding competing and after competing or even before. Uh, and yeah, some people really know uh, deeply this stuff and sometimes just don't share, don't share. So I would change it a little bit too. Okay. Yeah. I, think. I got mm-hmm. you. So a little bit more sharing of information. So cool. Yeah, Good we have, uh, but we have plenty of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have. I got uh, I think maybe... with social media, it's, it's kind of becoming more prevalent that people are talking about their preps or like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Do podcasts, which really helps a lot for especially newbies getting into the sport and they don't really know what to expect it's kind of nice to hear that someone else can emphasize with your struggle what you're going through too. yeah exactly so i think that helps a lot beauty of podcasts and good stuff like this for sure exactly <clears throat> cool next question what have you noticed mm-hmm. as the biggest changes in the division at the elite level in the last couple of years and how do you plan on staying at the top um well, I mean, I just started competing recently, so it's not like I've been like seeing everything grow. But since I've been following the sport before I really started competing, I definitely say that we've gotten a lot more muscular, which I love because I personally have a lot more muscle and I do like that muscular mm-hmm. look. So I think they kind of transitioned from like, well, Ashley was always a pretty athletic physique, but she was just softer at the time that she was winning. And Angelica also has a really athletic physique too, but Issa's shape is incredible like her shoulders and like I think they've really gone for more of a v-taper and more of the width in the upper body which I like so I think it's just constantly trying to watch who the winners are and watch who that top circle is and, and kind of just adjust and tweak your body and your posing to that so posing by far has been one of the biggest changes I would say in the sport because it's just gotten to like 
there's such an art to the posing now compared to like a couple of years ago looking back and it's so classy and elegantly done and we really pose to show off like our our width and our upper body whereas before I think people were posing small to try and look like they were right. more feminine versus yeah. now we're really trying to open up in our front poses to show you know like that we do have the upper body span right yep mm-hmm. and it makes sense I mean you guys work hard for that so regardless you know of there's exactly. nothing the woman well it's a hat there's nothing that that makes you look like less of a woman for having a V taper and having lats and you know because that's the one cool thing about like lats in general is that you know yes you can have a wide back and when you walk around as a when you walk around relaxed it, you don't necessarily look you don't know, yes, oh, you know 100%. What I mean? unless you're like spreading flaring your lats exactly you're so it doesn't give you like a you know because one of the things I remember a lot of people talking about especially with bikini is the the feminine look you know the beach body as mm-hmm. the same thing they would say as to like you know men's physique which is you know also gone way more muscular and you know a lot of things have changed yeah. which is cool but it's a uh, it's definitely cool to see you guys being able to showcase more of what you work hard for if that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i definitely so. like that we're showing off the muscle and like we look like we're we're training just as hard as the other categories and some people even go as far to say that like they would see a bikini competitor and be like, are you fit or are you bikini? Right. Yeah. So it's, and that's a yeah, I take that as a compliment. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. it is. That, that's why I was laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. And, and Jen, how do you see like, the division? Like, do you think that it will develop even more in terms of muscle? Um, like if they want us more muscular or if it will be um. like this for like 10 years? I feel like it's constantly going to be evolving every year just because we're going to have new people coming into the sport and we have new shapes. And But I don't think that we're really going to get much more muscular than what we are now because I think this is like a really good look where in terms of conditioning and muscle, it's kind of at a good balance where it's not overly we're like just dead on stage pretty much. But it's also like mm-hmm. we look healthy and feminine, but we also, we look like, you know, you can see that there is some dryness to us, but there's still a feminine softness to us as well. So right. I think too much more muscular because then we'd be crossing into the figure division. So yeah. I think like kind of where we're at right now, like Issa Angelica, that kind of look is yeah. what they want. Yeah, I was asking because uh, before the bikini, when people talk about the bikini <clears throat> division, they say that it when it started, um, it was like figure, uh, like now we look like figure before so mm-hmm. figure involved way more way more or so much more and we did yeah. too so uh i was asking it because um i don't know what to think about it if it will like continue to grow i would say like like it yeah, has I been until I'll... now or if it will just mm-hmm. stop like at all until <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know last year they were saying um, with like the men's physique guys, they started to get a little bit too big where they were almost looking like they were like classic or bodybuilders wearing board shorts. And even mm-hmm. like the women's physique were starting to look like bodybuilding and mm-hmm. not women's bodybuilding. So I think they kind of wanted to scale back the size. So everyone yeah. stays in their respective categories. So I feel like this year we're really going to see that everyone is staying within the limits of their category. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I think that, I think that they, like you said, I think this year they did a good job of kind of like reeling people back in and saying, all right, guys, like you're getting mm-hmm. a little too, you know, I think. Yeah, putting boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. I know for a fact that there were a few guys that were in like, uh, 
that were in physique that were like told by judges like next year you need to be classic because you're just you know yeah i had heard last year a few yeah exactly so very cool so now i know you Mm -hmm. talked about posing and you talked about like the evolution of posing and how you know Mm -hmm. you've seen you know at least in, in your time in the sport how things have changed and evolved in bikini now how do you feel about your posing personally and what what major differences do you notice in yourself now versus maybe when you were an amateur and you first started oh my goodness so many (laughs) even just like even just looking from like my a few of my pro shows last year versus my olympia posing was just night and day difference because i think as we grow in the sport we kind of learn and the more that we practice our posing obviously the better it gets but for me i was just focusing on like posing and presentation was always one of my weakest points and it just came down to like me being confident enough on stage that I belong there and that I'm good enough kind of thing it was almost like I would get into my own head and be like I, I didn't think I looked as good as what I actually did and then I would look back after and be like oh wow like I look like that and like Mark and my coach would always be like we told you like what do you mean we told you you looked amazing you didn't believe us or something <laughs> like that so like before I went on stage I would almost like psych myself out and then it would show on stage that I really wasn't confident so I just made sure before the Olympia I was working with a posing coach and we were just working on like improving my routine so I felt like it was I was bringing something to the stage that I was proud of and that I really wanted to show off to the judges like something yes. new and same thing goes for this year like I just worked on like anything that was my weak spot like my walk honestly I hated doing the walks I'm like it's so awkward can I just say here front- <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like they're waiting for you to hurry up and get there. And I hated that part because I'm like, it's so awkward. I'm trying not to fall. I'm like, I'm trying to look sexy at the same time. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. you could tell on my face that I felt awkward. So I was working with uh, my posing coach and we just like, I was doing walking drills up and down and just trying to nail my walk. And then once I finally was like, oh, like this is easy now. It just flowed. I didn't even have to think about anything when I was walking on stage at the Olympia because I just knew that my walk was... Good the technical aspect of it was fine and I was confident in how it looked so it's like I think it just comes down to like practicing practicing as much as you absolutely can and being confident in the package you're bringing and the posing that you know you've practiced enough because a few times I would like I was lining up to go on stage in my head and like crap I could have practiced my posing more like I wish I could go through a few more times so I think like having that in the back of your head kind of psychs you up before you go on stage too Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) It's just like, yeah. just like taking a big test. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you studied enough for that test, you're going to come out with a good grade. Whereas if you, you know, kind of slacked off and didn't do it, you know, you know, you're going to be feeling it come down to those last few minutes. Exactly. Is that for me now? Yes. That was towards <laughs> me. <laughs> the, the resident college student. So. In a week, I have a, an exam. <laughs> study. So. Make you sure be you study. <laughs> I've been, I've been studying. I've been studying. Which okay. class is this exam for? <laughs> it's economics. Oh, okay, that's a scary one. That's a scary one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, actually, it is. <laughs> Here I'm comes good. Luke with the confidence booster. <laughs> I hate. Math. I'm sorry. I hate. Math. <laughs> I thought you were no, say, well, you know, just coming from a girl that studies Chinese. Sister. So I will have my sister with me, so you it's okay. You are you taking Chinese, or I mean, is Mandarin Chinese? It's a kind of Chinese, right? Yeah, it's Chinese. It's Mandarin uh, because Chinese is like they have eighty-four different dialects. dialects yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so wow. it's Mandarin. What I'm trying That's awesome. <laughs> to to learn. Yeah, I love it. That's great. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I'm going to ask all three of you guys this question. I want you guys to go one by one. Cause I don't think we've asked this before of everybody, but um, all of you are pros. You guys are all at high level. Some of you obviously are newer, you know, than others, but um, what inspires you being at the level that you're at now? Who goes first? Jen, go first. <laughs> I know. I was just going <laughs> to say. Um, for me, I think it's just like knowing that I'm not where I want to be and I still have so much further to grow and to learn in the sport that I'm constantly like looking to be like, okay, like here's where I want to be. Here's where my, my end goal is. So I still know I have so much work ahead of me to do. So kind of just like knowing how much more work I have to do and how much I've already accomplished looking back, being proud of it and then being like, okay, I'm proud of it, but I'm not satisfied enough with what I have to do still. And just knowing that like, I mean, just to compete in this sport at any level, never mind like the level that we get to compete at is such a, like a great opportunity for us because I know like I've got to travel so much. I've got to meet so many people. I've had so many amazing like deals with brands or with people in general and just like so many things that have come out of it. So I think that that also on the side is just another big aspect of it that kind of pushes you to be your best because you know that there's so many other things on the other end of it that come out from competing. Yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, it, it's exactly the same for me. I have my end goal. Uh, and besides that, I really love to compete, not for placings or whatever. They are important too, of course, but um, mm -hmm. but not just because of placings and being in prep and having like um, something that I want to do in mind and having a plan for that and being just having just a structure uh, for my day and yeah and mm -hmm. just living like that brings me balance and being out of it as I said before um, it kind of I, I don't feel myself so just for that I keep doing what I do and then I obviously add my goals and I really want to win or place top five or um, and stuff like that and of course I love to <laughs> to travel too and competing is such a wonderful thing that makes us travel so so yeah everything is good regarding competing i think <laughs> oh what about you Anne? yeah yeah and i agree with both of you guys and obviously like i'm super new this is my rookie year as a pro so like just being you know able to get up there and be next to people that have really just motivated and inspired me to be even where I am today it's it's it doesn't feel real like it really doesn't like it, it every time I'm on that stage and I'm next to people that I've looked up to I'm just like how how am I here right now this is so cool mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's very humbling like I, I really agree, yeah. yeah I really just like and it does mm -hmm. I don't I think that I could step on the Olympia stage and still and like I will still feel that way like I will still feel you know just just so freaking grateful and like inspired to even be there definitely um yeah. like when I turned pro I literally just like I bawled for days like I literally cried for days <laughs> and I I even made and it's crazy because like I used to tell my dad whenever I was like younger and because he was like an Arnold fan so he I've been around like bodybuilding for a while but I never knew about it on the women's side I knew what bodybuilding was like for mm -hmm. men but I didn't really know like bikini and all that stuff was never like a huge thing when I was you know younger so I just didn't really know that much about it um but I used to tell my dad I, I would tell him like I'm gonna be up there watch like I always told him that I was gonna do that and I didn't know anything about anything and so now whenever he talks to me he's like I can't even believe that you've made it this like he can believe I've made it this far but he's like I can't believe that you've made it this far this fast 
And he's just like, you know, it's just like inspiring. And the fact that like, I have all my little, my little minis, like my girls that are, you know, they look up to me and stuff that keeps me going so much because it just like, Mm -hmm. it fills my heart up just knowing that I'm, you know, some inspiring. Yeah. Somebody's looking up to me for inspiration. Like that's just Mm -hmm. an incredible feeling, you know? Your baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. I love that. So for me, it's a, yeah, I don't compete. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> so one day. No, I'm too old for that. Dude. No, I don't want to yeah. diet. I'm too old, too old for that. So, uh, well, Jen, this is big for you. Now, what are you thinking in, in, in comparisons to competing in the USA versus competing in Canada? Now, obviously, the show amount is huge, but the shows that they do have in Canada, yeah. if you compare, mm-hmm. you know, like the Toronto Pro and the Vancouver Pro, versus pro shows in the u.s do you see a big difference and which do you prefer Um, i would say there is a difference i mean like when i first went to the states and competed it was my my rookie year in 2018 i had done toronto and vancouver and then i did um sandy was actually judging vancouver and told me to come to do um the battle in the desert which was her it was spectrum Productions. that's her and her husband show and I went to that show and I was just like amazed at like all these people who I had followed because in Canada, our fitness industry is a lot smaller. Right. So we have a few like top pros, but in the States, it's like all the pros that I've like followed all along and looked up to. And like, I was competing like on stage next and they were backstage. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like to see all these people. And I think just like, definitely like in terms of how the show is run, it's very similar. It's not like there's a, a really big difference right. there. Just comparing like, Toronto Pro to uh, my first show in the States. The one thing that I noticed was like Sandy, especially her shows are awesome. She does like a seminar before the show and she goes over like posing and expectations and all this stuff. And then after the show, she she opens up a room and she goes in the room and, and she stays until every athlete has had a chance to talk to her and get wow. feedback. Yeah, I was I was amazed at because yeah, in Canada, it's different. You know, we'll email the judges and get feedback. But Sandy literally waited there in person and talk to every single athlete and I was like amazed because I'm like wow like she's she gave a free seminar and then she stood here and talked to every single athlete and gave us feedback That's huge. so I think that was like a big thing like for me that I was like really amazed at and then I had done Tampa after that and I just feel like they make a little bit bigger of a deal of the shows in mm-hmm. the states compared to Canada but I wouldn't say there's too much of a difference in terms of how they're actually okay. run it's just like backstage at the shows in the states i feel like they always have like treats and like stuff like that and then the judges <laughs> stick around to talk after so that's the main difference so in canada they don't give you treats like they they just like they're like they're like don't eat they gave us oh. in vancouver they gave us uh something to drink i think it was like gatorade or something like yeah, that like a gatorade. yeah <laughs> like sandy shows they have like donuts and pizza yeah shows. Tim Gardner had like a whole buffet of like pizza and brownies oh, and yeah. muffins and stuff. They give you so it's so in crazy. Canada, they just give yeah. you like those little cone-shaped water, you know, paper water bottles. <laughs> They're like, here, you can have three sips of water in between each time you go out there. That's it. But no, it's I'm great. Kidding. Then we go to Tim Hortons and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Go. There you go. Makes sense. <laughs> so I'm gonna. This is the kind. This is off the off the list, but I just have a a, mm-hmm. a personal question. What's your favorite gym in Canada? My favorite yeah. gym? Um, I would probably say Pure Muscle and Fitness. I went there a few times. It's in Burlington. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's like 
I mean, they try and make it like, they call it the Mecca of the North. So that's kind of like the bodybuilding hub gym there. And they have every machine you could think of from all around the world, like international gym mm-hmm. equipment. So that's probably the best gym. It I looks fantastic. I haven't been there, but mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. Yeah. We just have like Good Life's and LA Fitness here. And it's just, <laughs> all right, well, hey, it's yeah. something, right? But the the Pure Life, the, the that's the one that the guy that owns HD is the owner of that, right? Yeah, yeah Dorian yeah. and Noah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're beautiful. Awesome I've seen tons of pictures because uh, you know, Chris Bumstead trains there. I think, and yeah, yeah. And I see it on his uh, IG all the time and stuff like that. Very cool. So, yeah. Next awesome. question: What is your favorite Canadian dish? Anyone who knows me competing wise knows it's a butter tart. <laughs> There's a question on here about that too. You guys asked something. Oh no, maybe you took it off. But yeah, it's next butter tart. Like it's in the challenge. I yeah. had one. Yeah, so a lot of- I was in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. I've never had it. You've never had it? Oh my goodness. I'm no, I just like want to try one so bad. Every time I watch okay, it, I'm, na- I'm gonna bring <laughs> because of you. Yes. <laughs> I- it's almost like a, a pecan pie inside of like a little like shortbread exactly. I love pecan tart pie. kind of thing. It's <laughs> like the feeling of a though. pecan pie. Is it pie. better to have like a homemade one from like a local place or do you find them to be just as good those like ones that are like wrapped in plastic at the gas station? At Walmart. No, definitely not. <laughs> that, the homemade ones, like there's certain bakeries here or like bakeries up north that do them like Maid's Cottage is one of them and they have amazing right, cool. ones. Like they have, they're just to I had, I had, a, I had a, 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 a gas station one. <laughs> it was yeah, amazing. They're not as good. It was good though. Hey, I can't complain. It was good. So. The texture and the taste is not as good right. as like the real like they had they have like butter tart festivals here. That's oh my something. gosh! I went to one with my mom and we got like ten different. <laughs> we, have, we have we have food festivals and beer festivals down here. <laughs> so the uh, what do you think is the weirdest food combination you've made yet? Uh, thinks it's disgusting how I do egg whites I'll cook them and then I'll put cinnamon and stevia on it but honestly I think that's like my favorite thing or I'll put like sugar-free jello on top of egg whites okay just for like the flavor because sometimes I don't want something like savory I want it sweet so egg whites with cinnamon and stevia is one of my favorites or cucumber with cinnamon stevia it tastes like watermelon yep it's so good wow all right or like that's cool I already tried it yet (laughs) <laughs> I've done like peanut butter on chicken, which is pretty good. It's actually really good. Yeah. I accidentally really did it. Like I, I think I just got some peanut butter on top of my chicken on accident. I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna eat it anyways, and it was actually accident. really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> she was like, I'm sorry, coach. The four tablespoons of peanut butter just landed on my chicken. It, it fell just... on my <laughs> yeah. chicken. I don't know. <laughs> It's like my chicken fell into exactly. the jar. Oh, <laughs> Take it well, out. I mean, Thai food uses chicken and like peanut butter and stuff like that, which is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually and it's making, really good. I'm actually making something secret for a. Uh, we're doing a Ooh. Professor Nuts is doing a collaboration with uh, a company that makes like breading out of like pork rinds, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna oh, be cool. doing something that might have something to do with chicken with that. So you'll see what's going on. Nice. That'll be yes. something I know. fun. I. I know Joe loves to do like the Professor Nuts on oh, yeah. salmon. He does. Oh, oh wow! Stuff, I've yeah. seen him do it at a I restaurant. Love the Professor Nuts. Okay, let's see. I think we were at like Outback or something, and he pulled out like the Professor Nuts on yes. salmon. And- <laughs> I remember that. He posted a he posted this a picture of it on his. Uh, that IG. is the most random yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. It must be good though. <laughs> All right. 
I think so. Professor on, on anything, anything right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, ladies. So what I'm going to do now, are you guys set up to do the the challenge questions, the this or that's? Uh, yes. All right. So you guys take the reins on that. Ashlyn and B, you okay, guys. Okay. So B, you, um, I, I don't. I say one, you say two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were going to do the, this or that, but I can't find my, my list. Oh, wait. I will send you. Send it to me. Secretly. Secretly. <laughs> secretly. No, I'm, I'm going to send to the, to our, our group chat ladies okay. and gentlemen behind the scenes <laughs> okay, <laughs> <I got it. laughs> technical difficulties we're good we're to good. go they love to hear this stuff okay, awesome. makes the show <laughs> all right so we thought about doing like a mini challenge just to uh bring some movement uh here to our podcast mm-hmm. and so we have four questions for you jen uh, okay. and you just have to like think of What's your favorite or which one you would prefer um, when comparing both of the options? So, (laughs) the very first one is competing without heels or without any makeup. Like, a new rule. Competing without heels. (laughs) For sure. Or without makeup. I see that being Under those bright lights? No, no, no. I see the heels being universal, yeah. Yes, definitely the heels. Especially because I'm so pale with without makeup on to match my tan, it would just be a (laughs) ghost. Yeah, you wouldn't even see my head. It would just be that would not be a good look. Casper, the friendly. Just the eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely heels. (laughs) Okay. So um would you rather never ever again be able to eat a burger post show or never ever again be able to eat a butter tart? I already know the answer to this. <laughs> Probably a burger post show because I don't really eat meat too much. Like sometimes I'm like not in the mood for a mm-hmm. burger. Well, we already know you love butter tarts, so that, yep. that exactly. <laughs> I'm a sweets person all the way. Same, I don't choose sweets over so, so aside from a butter tart, what's aside from a butter tart? What's your second favorite <laughs> sweet treat? Probably carrot cake. I oh my god! Yes. Oh, okay, that's definitely unique because. That's like an acquired taste. I love carrot cake too. It's, you know, I mean, it's just awesome. The cream yeah, cheese frosting, so good. The texture, so that's good. definitely one of my favorite cakes. Mine and my husband, we love it. So they good. call that they I they love. call that like a like an it's an like an old dessert in the south. So it's one of those things where it's like things that your grandparents used to make. Like most kids yep. nowadays don't like carrot cake. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so good. okay, more yeah, fast, right? They the word <laughs> and they're like, I don't want no veggie cake. What are you doing? No veggie cake. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was healthy. I, I know, right? It. It's like one of the hot, most densely caloric cakes out there. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. If you believe it, it doesn't have so many calories. Okay. <laughs> if you, if okay. you believe it, they will disappear. If you believe it. <laughs> okay, so the third one is competing only in Canada or competing everywhere but in Canada. Sorry, Canada. But <laughs> no, not sorry, in Canada. Canada. <laughs> no, only sorry in to my my homeland. <laughs> It would be I better definitely... to travel the world. Yeah. I would much rather oh, yeah. be in the all, Imagine... all three of yeah. you guys, what is what is your dream location to compete? I would love uh, to compete somewhere like international, like whether it be somewhere 
in like Italy or something like that or even in like Korea or Japan anything like that would be really cool and I've heard that all of those places are amazing to travel and like go around and see like the culture and the food I was gonna say Japan yeah for sure yeah I've heard Japan that's what I heard yeah it is (laughs) is that yours too Bate or you pretty much been everywhere already no, You've been there, right? I wish I was in Japan. That's why I I mm-hmm. said it. But I think I would pick up like Mexico. Okay. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go to New Zealand. Uh, but Japan is good too. I really love Japan. Yeah, I want to go to New Zealand. I know it's like tiny, but I've always yeah. wanted to go. Oh to yeah, that'd be nice. That would be awesome. Yeah. And Jamie too. went last year and competed there. And his whole video series that he did while he was there was like, maybe yeah, I saw it. Like I was like, I mm-hmm. want to go to New Zealand so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely it's re- on the list too yeah it's too far away but i think it's worth it uh the flight i hate long flights oh, yeah. yeah me too i have to have long flights it's like 26 for hours mark <laughs> yeah mark yeah. is like let's go to let's go to bali on vacation or something or let's go to like thailand and i'm like i'm not doing that flight like i'm sorry but you can go, <laughs> go alone yeah. <laughs> i'm like i would not make it on like a 20 hour flight or a 24 hour oh, flight. it wouldn't be so bad if you were on like emirates and you had like one of those pods and you could just go to sleep and like hang out but those flights, are, like... those flights are ridiculous <laughs> oh my god yes yeah. <laughs> if it was I like an a... overnight flight where you could yeah. sleep for like i was gonna say like 10 a bed. hours of it or something <laughs> they have well that's bed. how the emirates <laughs> ones are it's like a pod so you're like you can like lay almost completely that's not down. Too bad, yeah. then. But it's that's like 10, my... I think it's just knowing that I'm stuck on a plane. It drives me insane like even for like a from here to vegas It's like a four four and a half five hour flight and I get so antsy, and you know, like I'm getting up and walking to the bathroom like 20 times. I'm stretching and like yeah. walking up and down the aisles. I'm like, can you please sit down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't sit. Still. And you're risking like you know having some screaming child on the plane. Like that's the worst. <laughs> oh my god, that's so oh, bad. No. Oh. You're my Just kidding. God, <laughs> that's the that. music the for Luke. Wi-Fi. Oh. It's seriously, so bad. <laughs> That's why oh my I God, yes. until my oldest kid was 10 to take her on a plane because I didn't want my kids screaming on the plane. So. And of course, the parents, like, they're embarrassed and they don't want to, like, get onto the kids. So they, like, most of the time just, like, let them sit there and scream. It's like, oh, my God. I always feel so oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. I feel so like, bad. The parents are probably so embarrassed, too. Well, somebody's going to report them and tell them they're feeling. abusing their kids. So. Exactly. It's like they can't, they, like, can't win. It sucks. Exactly. <laughs> I would just All accidentally right. knock him out and just be like, oops. Like, I didn't oh that was an elbow. Oh my God. <laughs> They're sleeping. Oh, look how it cute It was they an are. accident. <laughs> There's a lot of turbulence. Oh, my turbulence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We're horrible. Sorry, child abuse. But I would not I do not condone that. By the, the clouds. By the clouds. <laughs> All right, Jen, we got one last this or that. <laughs> Um, okay, so would you rather do breakfast or dinner? Oh, that's such a hard one. I think probably <laughs> breakfast because I love sweet stuff and breakfast always has like waffles and pancakes and French toast and stuff mm. like Breakfast that. for the win, always. Breakfast I with hope. a side of dessert. Yes. Oh. French I've toast. never been to high IHOP. I've never eaten. You've that never there. been to IHOP. You've never been to IHOP. Oh, no, I, I, I have, but I, I wasn't able to, to like. Eat. Oh, like I too. was, but I couldn't. That's, that's oh. even worse. I had to watch, <laughs> and it was like three times already. I'll just Their do pancakes my are ridiculous. Yeah, I've sat there and watched people down. It's so bad. It's so bad. the best pancakes ever. I actually haven't eaten at IHOP in a really long time, but their pancakes are bomb. Yeah, they are. So what is your favorite (laughs) 
what is your guys' favorite, your ladies? I can't say guys, like whatever. What what is your favorite <laughs> restaurant to eat at post show that you've ever I know the answer? <laughs> Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory. Factory. Yes. Yep. yes. I feel like every show, it's just such like they always have one around yeah. the corner and it's, it's always it's open, open late. late. They have such a huge yep. menu. The brown bread that you get to start with is yep. amazing. They have so many cheesecakes, sweet potato fries. Yeah. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Wow. But we don't have it in Europe. So you know, really? It's sad. No, it it's in, really that's surprising because they have one in Dubai. I've seen Jamie has gone there before. But I guess Yeah, but in Europe we don't have Yeah. It's 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 weird. What's your but favorite yeah. go to breakfast place where, around where you live, B? I mean, <laughs> it's my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. I mean, that's have... that. <laughs> that was fantastic. I mean, I have the whole <laughs> All, all boxes for me, all the cereal boxes for me. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I don't have to worry no, about but... anybody filming me. I'm good. I don't really know because um, I don't have breakfast like often here, mm-hmm. uh, like out. Right. Uh, but we have such a good one, which is called Zenith. Then I can send you a photo. Um, and it's like I hope, but a little bit fancy. Okay. I was, mm-hmm. More fancy, cool. I would say. So I'm gonna, yeah. I got two questions, one question, you know, for for me and Jen, most specifically, what was, when you guys, for, for your first time coming to the States, um, what was the biggest, like, culture shock that you guys saw? Like, what was there, what was something that you saw here that you wouldn't normally see, you know, in your home countries, and you were just kind of like, wow, like, it just kind of, like, made you go, what is that? Oh, my, for me, the first was not in in the States, but it's the same thing. <clears throat> and it was in Canada okay. because I was in in Walmart mm-hmm. uh, buying my my stuff there. Um, and when I was uh, about to pay, the girl uh, asked me how I was, and I was like, "What?" Because here, <laughs> here in Portugal, we <laughs> we just say she asked me like, "Hi, how are you?" And I was like, "What the hell? You don't even know me." <laughs> <laughs> because here in portugal for real we don't do that and it's like it's like just okay good afternoon or something like that or we don't even say that sometimes we are really rude like is it considered rude to ask somebody that there no it's just weird i mean i'm not (laughs) i'm not used to that it was just that i i thought it was amazing uh but the thing is that in portugal we don't have it and it's rude mm-hmm. of us. They don't have it's service in Portugal. <laughs> but we don't do that, just that. It, it's really hard to, to think of that. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it was really shocking for me. Wow. That was very different <laughs> than I expected, but awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is that the water um, inside the toilets, you know, in Canada, it's way higher than here in Portugal. Oh. So it no, I mean it's really different too, uh, and I thought it was, uh, I mean it was different from here. We have some different things like ways of acting, and when it comes to furniture and stuff like that, when comparing to Canada or USA. So yeah, it was another one. Okay. <laughs> For me, it was definitely um, like the fast food everywhere. Like when you're in Canada, there's pretty much a Tim Hortons like every single like street corner you're on or like there's like a coffee shop or something like starbucks or tim hortons but in the states it's like 
they just have fast food everywhere you look. And it's like, I remember I was like going to the States and I was like, what is going on? There's like a Chick-fil-A here and then there's a Taco Bell right there. And then there's like a Wendy's and then there's a Burger King. And they have like plazas of like just fast food only every single corner. Mm -hmm. Gotta have options. Which is insane because here it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and how cheap, how cheap the fast food there is, is insane. It's so cheap. And how big for like two burgers or something. But another thing was um, when I first went to Vegas, it's, it's crazy because you can pretty much gamble anywhere in Vegas, like including in the airport, in the grocery right. stores, in a convenience yep. store, like everywhere they have slot machines. Like when you land in the airport, there's slot machines there and like the grocery stores of everything, which is crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. yeah. <clears throat> and that was another thing that was big. And like um, a lot of places in Vegas, you can, there's people like smoking inside. They the don't casinos. do that in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We're, they don't, even like on patios here, you're not wow. allowed to. Like on outdoor patios, you have to be like off the premises, like a, a certain amount of feet mm-hmm. away from there. So it was strange when I was like, I was uh, for the show in Vegas, Battle of the Desert. It was at Texas Station, which was like a casino hotel. And there's like people walking around smoking. I'm like, what is going You're on? You're like disgusted. <laughs> and there's like slot machines in the hotels. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was my first time. <laughs> no like, wonder so many people here on? are broke. Yep. They, can, <laughs> yeah. they can use the slot machine while they're going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah that's crazy. It's crazy well look we're coming up on an hour but i want to leave you guys with this the last question that i want to ask everybody is what are you most looking forward to in the next year of competition now i'm not saying from now until the end of 2020 i'm talking about <clears throat> in your next full year of competition to to take you all the way through to let's say july of next year what do you what are what are all three of you looking the most forward to in this next year of competition well for one, definitely getting back on stage and having things return to some normalcy. Yeah, normal absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to travel. Like, I really hope, I really wanted to do like international shows this year mm-hmm. after the Olympia. So, I mean, if that's still an option, I'd love to do something like that. That'd be that'd be fun to do and get because when you get to do international shows, you can travel and you can spend a couple of extra days there, like going to Japan or Italy or Brazil. Anything like that would be really yep. cool to do. So for me, I really want to do international okay. shows. Mm, yeah, and me, I I also want to do international so- shows because I I have to go <laughs> out of Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, win a show, meet more people, uh, make more friends, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the same thing as it has been until now, but easier uh, when comparing to this year. 2020 because uh, it has been a bit tough oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure Definitely. in all in all aspects mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been like walking on a walking on a razor fence mm-hmm. yep exactly. yeah it's like Jumanji <laughs> Le- yeah. what about you Ash? the next level <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean same I mean I definitely would love to travel more <clears throat> and then um win a show for sure I mean that's my goal my goal is to win a show um you know obviously like the olympia is always going to be there i definitely you know am working as hard as i can to accomplish that this year but um for mm-hmm. sure by next year i really want to be able to you know win a show and and improve you know in every in every aspect of of what i'm doing so we'll see i'm working hard for it so i'm excited very very cool. yeah it will happen 
<laughs> it will. I see all of you guys kicking butt and having a killer year. I definitely look at like this year as being, you know, we talked about before kind of like a cultural reset, but in a similar, similar perspective for a lot of you guys, it's been like a competitive reset, which is kind of like, you know, not only has your training changed because you haven't been able to go to the gym and, you know, some of you have been able to push yourselves as hard as others. Like, you know, I know Ash has her garage gym and I, we didn't really talk about your gym situation, Jen, but, um, but I know things obviously have been different for most people. You know, I mean, we got B mm-hmm. over here, like lifting, you know, car batteries and stuff in her, in her, <laughs> in her garage. So it's been a much different scenario right now than what a lot of you guys are used to. Yeah. So w- what I'm looking forward to as a fan of the sport and as kind of an outsider looking in is seeing some really incredible like transformations of people because of them having to take unique routes to change to making changes or even maintaining the structures within their body. Cause I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to come out of this with a renewed sense of understanding of how their body works and what's going to happen because of having that time to really be able to assess what their body can do and what their body can handle. People are going to, I think we're really going to see a lot of change especially maybe in some of those competitors that have seemed a little stagnant and have kind of stayed the same for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I think we're going to see some people that are going to just shoot to the forefront because they've just taken the time to really do what was needed to assess themselves and learn their bodies and just grow essentially, you know, and I don't mean necessarily grow by muscularity, but just grow in general as a competitor. And I think it's going to really bring some, uh, some put the spotlight on some new people in the next year or so. Yeah. Which I think is awesome, and I think yeah, we have a couple. Of them here. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got confused. Like, what's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of that. <laughs> well, I said I think we have. Yeah, a couple I think of everyone's here. kind of oh, okay. so, meaning you guys. So, yeah, <laughs> but Jen, we really appreciate you coming on the show. It was fantastic. Um, Thank you guys for having me. It was yeah, fun. Such, Some social interaction. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> And uh, we forgot to ask you, how's the weather in Canada right now? It's actually nice out here. It's it's pretty warm out today. I think it's like 24 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit. I think it's like 70 Perfect. or something. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees here in Florida. So it's slightly warm with a little bit of that stuff called humidity. <laughs> yeah. So in Canada, we have the yeah. humidity too. So it's kind of like in Florida, the same type Weather of as where you are. heat. Like it's like a, a mm-hmm. humid heat versus... Vegas is like a dry heat. When you go outside, you feel the sun burning you, but it's not like the air is right. suffocating. Exactly. I laugh because my first time in Vegas hot. with my wife, we walked from the stratosphere all the way to Fremont Street, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't yeah. even start to sweat until like three quarters of the way down there. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> like, how is it 104 degrees and I'm not sweating? Yeah. Yeah, the temperature feels so different just because of the humidity there is so low <laughs> yep. versus here. Absolutely. Well, ladies, thanks again. And uh, such an awesome show. We'll see you guys next week. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.